Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast. Um, me and Sasha just had a really awkward moment where we forgot, I forgot I was doing the intro. Um, this is the Are We Still Here podcast and I am Jess. And I am Sasha. And this is episode 21. Yes, I'm so proud of us for doing it every, every week actually. Consistency is key. How many times do you see that on IG? God, that is a broken record, but also very true. And we're in, both in different environments today. Jess is in her new house. Congrats. Um, I can see an orange sofa and I'm yeah, loving it. Oh, loving it. Oh, and look, a garden. Oh, and I am in um, a physio room with a skeleton sat on the floor and uh, a bed. So, but we're both in, both in comfy environments. So, Jess, topic of conversation. You, you actually suggested this one, which is um, what is what is fitness? What's fitness to us? What it, has it been over the years? Um, probably I guess it's for a lot of people and ourselves included it's changed quite a lot hasn't it over time oh yeah no 100% and the reason I wanted to do this topic is because I had a catch-up um, with my coach yesterday it ended up being quite long and, and we went over this topic and why coaching for me and him five years ago to now is it, it couldn't be it couldn't be uh, further away from each other so I thought it'd be good mm-hmm. to talk about what is fitness for us now what was it and what fitness tends to be for um, the general public our our, our potential or client base um, and just go over it and why we think that when you do hire a coach it has to be a case-by-case basis because fitness is something different for every single person so to offer something um that's the same for everyone will will never lead to longevity and consistency within within fitness and I I think you put it really well a second ago because we get clients come to us um all the time potential clients who turn into clients or who don't turn into clients and I think a lot of that is based on what that person is after and Sasha and I have definitely got better over the years of maybe even turning people away that we don't feel are going to get the most out of it for themselves for their own re like we're almost doing them a favor because what they want and what we can give them don't match up and that might mean like Sasha just gave a a great example around someone maybe looking for like a a transformation type thing do you want to go like mention that because that was actually really useful yeah well um obviously it's a big thing at the minute you have the transformations and then you have coaching and I will admit I do get frustrated when I see it because I know that um the people that t- oh my god the lights just got off I thought Sasha was like trying to be dramatic with the story my laptop near the window so you can, you can still see but it doesn't yeah. matter does it um what was I saying? yeah I tend to get frustrated because the people that get that sign on to transformations tend to be people who have kind of been led into a a, a, say a false sense of security because it's almost a little bit of desperation it's like this person is promising me this in this short amount of time um oh my god I might be able to do it I just got to do exactly what they say take my money take my money if you can get me looking like that in eight weeks then I'll give you whatever but the short time frame people can buy into right yeah, because they think, oh, it's only two months. That's that's great. Like, all my life's problems are going to be solved. I'm going to have this body that I've always wanted. But obviously, that's not the case. And if someone came along tomorrow and said, you can do it in four weeks, that would seem even more appealing. Because it's like, 
honestly, the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if someone said they can do it in two days. I'm glad, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Um, however, obviously it can frustrate people like Jess and I or my coach or whoever because we see that as more harmful than beneficial. And I just have to think about it now as in that is irrelevant to me because that's not my job. I don't, I don't do that. So me getting frustrated or just getting frustrated around um, people selling these transformations for the sake of a photo on Instagram, like you just got to let it be because that's their job. They are a transformation eight week coach or whatever. I wouldn't really say coach, but person. Um, and we don't do that. So if someone came to me on Instagram or over an email or from this or whatever and said, oh, uh, I've got a holiday, blah, blah, blah. It's not like, I'm not going to try and convince them otherwise. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say, oh, you, you, you've, come to, you've come to the wrong place. Like um, you it's- want Japanese food and I'm offering Indian. It's like, yeah. it's just the, uh, like, oh, I'll send you to someone who does this, but that's not what I do you know yeah exactly and I think like if anyone can relate to like all the industries that you guys work in have a little bit of a think about like your job and is there somebody else in your company who does something totally different but you still work in the same industry of course you do so it's like going to you and this other person at your work asking for the same thing but only one of you can really deliver on it that's that's ultimately all it's about yeah Um, that's what I'm thinking about it I do think like the eight week thing though, like don't get me wrong, because I've done like group coaching programs before is like a bit of an experiment to see what what they're like. And when they're not based around like a transformation at the end, they are quite refreshing, like done in like stages of, um, I did, I think I mentioned it before, I did in April, I did like a, a 60 day introduction to strength training. And what I did with all my uh, women that were on that was every single week, we went through like an educational thing. And it was like, going through a different module as I saw it around like strength training why we do this how it's beneficial for that all those types of things but at the end of the 60 days the goal wasn't to be shredded the goal was to be oh have you got a better knowledge now to continue with your strength training journey and I actually followed up with them all the other day and like um they've they've just carried on and they've carried on smashing it and they've got that structure in the gym and stuff and I love that I love that they actually learned from it rather than they felt like it was a intense eight weeks to look a certain way and then they did it for eight weeks and then they've gone Phew, pass me the pizza like do you know what I mean like that's what I don't want for people to do exactly and that's because it's an eight week educational piece rather than an eight week you're not going to learn anything but I'm going to continue to take food away from you until you lose weight it's like it is not there's no there's no skill in that and for anyone listening who wants that it's like you don't need to hire someone to do that. All you got to do is eat less and keep eating less for eight weeks. And I tell you what, you'll get a transformation, but it won't be a good one. <laughs> it will, you won't feel good. You will, you're basically just removing nutrition and removing nourishment from your day-to-day life in an attempt to lose a few pounds, which you will, because that's science. You, of course you'll lose yeah. it. But if you're looking for something that in, in a year's time, you'll still be there then if anything, it'll probably put you in a worse position, which is uh, not good. So fitness is, is to me, is not that. <laughs> this is what fitness isn't. Sash shared a really good post the other day, actually, and we were both saying it's definitely a piece of content that's like inspired us to do our own little twist on it, which is like the red and green flags, right? Yeah. Like that is a red flag. 
huge red flag a huge mm-hmm. red flag but very attractive to the average person who um we can't get away from the fact that we live in a very instant um you know we want everything look at deliver look at everything that you can get instantly asos next day delivery free return like, yeah you just want that like dopamine hit um which we all chase to a certain extent but i'd say that when your health is concerned you probably shouldn't rush in mm. something um but those that behave that way and those that need it like we we all get something out of our behavior you know there's like if you were to ask someone like why do you why do you want to do it in eight weeks and just don't say anything they'll answer you right I mean I'm not sure what the answer would be but I don't know maybe they'd say oh because I've got a party I just made that up (laughs) why why do you want to do that for the party um because I want to look look good okay but for who whose party is it oh it's my friend why do you feel like you have to look good for your mates like you look good already like why do you have to change yourself to to please your friends that have been your friends for 10 years oh um uh they they're all skinnier than me and I always feel out of place and it's just like yeah but has it ever been a problem in the past no not really so why do you feel like you have to put yourself through hell just to look good for your mates that you've had for 10 years and then they're like oh (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I totally yeah totally get that and it's like once you dig a little bit deeper on the why I think it's just like like you say it's that desperation it's the sense of urgency of oh crap I've got eight weeks or oh my god I or I could turn this around by this point and it's like well there's no you are the one that's putting these time scales on yourself and if you've given yourself eight weeks to I don't know get ready for a holiday get ready for a party or whatever that's on you because you've left it to that time frame and and I get it all the time where like um sometimes um I've just had a client recently who she has got a lot on uh, but she's getting married next year and she's actually just said I'm just gonna like have a bit of time just focusing on work family whatever but I'm going to pick back up in the new year with you before my wedding. And I've said, that's absolutely fine. But this like stop and start is like just, it's not going to help at all in the sense that we're going to have to start from scratch again because it'll have been three months where we've not done anything. And you've only just done five months of you actually getting into training. Albeit it's been really hard, like the structure and the routine for her. That's like, it is so much more challenging having a family and what have you, but it's almost like sometimes when you give yourself an event to work towards, there's the last thing you need when you're getting married or anything like that is an extra pressure of a time frame of having to look a certain way. What the hell? It, it shouldn't be like that anyway for your wedding. I always say to remind people like my brides to be, it's like you could wear a bin bag on your wedding day and you would still look amazing. It's your wedding day. Like you'll be fine. You are going to look, you're going to have like the best like, like glam squad or whatever it is people doing your hair your makeup you're gonna look mega like you're always gonna look like a million pounds but if it makes you feel more confident walking down the aisle lose having a little bit less weight that's your prerogative and I will help you with that goal 100% but don't give yourself a ridiculously short time frame to get there when you already know you're struggling with your routine your, your time your habits like yeah it's really really tricky because the longer you give yourself, the better off you're going to be. Like even um, me with my marathon, like I signed up in September for April, didn't I? 
and you were like yeah that's that's probably enough time like probably we should be fine but it would be great if we knew like a year in advance because then you can just do all the groundwork absolutely and it's it's sad about the wedding thing because uh, I've trained bloody hell quite a lot of people for weddings um Mm. and it's you know the same thing happens over and over again one I always say to them like after the wedding like what did you not think about on the day your way yeah, yeah. funny that when you've been obsessing yeah. over for the last year like did it matter no not not at all did you restrict food on that day or drink because you had to fit into that dress no I ate whatever and I got pissed yeah so isn't it absolutely bonkers that for the last 18 months you've been literally obsessed about your weight when on the day it didn't even cross your mind I was like just think about what the day is and think about what doesn't matter it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and also we have all these dress fittings it's like they're literally altering the dress to fit your body it doesn't matter what it is oh I get yeah did you like you have clients all the time where they'll come back from a dress fitting to you they'll be like oh they've told me to stop losing as much weight because they can't amend anymore and I'm like yeah they're actually telling you because it's frustrating for them as well now they're like stop it exactly and then there's there's the post-wedding like uh, my client who's coming in today at lunchtime I've trained her uh since 2017 2017 um and she got married last year she actually lost a a, quite a substantial way more weight than than we thought because she started walking to work um every day and it was like a long time but after her wedding I said to her like look once the wedding's over you're going to really struggle to stay in this routine that you've been in for the last however many years. She's like, no, no, it's in me now. I'll do it. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fucking great. However, you'll probably struggle a little bit, which is why I've booked in a consult for however long after. And she's like, okay. And lo and behold, after the wedding, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So she came in and I was like, I wasn't, this wasn't like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I wasn't like, you will not do this, but this is how it works. We, we, we have all this build up to this event and then we do it. And then suddenly it doesn't matter anymore because the day is over. When in fact, if you stop doing what you have been doing for the past however many years and just stop doing that for the next few years, you can, you can just do it again in the future. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, you're right. Just extrinsic motivation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, that's, that's how we end up in this cycle of hire a coach because you feel like you're in a bit of a mess come out of that mess slightly stop because you feel like you don't want to spend the money anymore go back to how you were before six months later either message the same coach or message another one because you think for some reason that person's gonna create a miracle that the other coach didn't go with that coach do six months of work Mm. stop because of money it's like it's a never-ending cycle so that's why I always say to people during consultations like just ride it out anything less than six months is is like I said in my email yesterday I was like nothing magical happens in six months yeah you can create some great habits yeah your body will change but what you change in six months isn't gonna last because it's such a such a short amount of time like I said I think it was if you live to 90 it's 0.56% of your entire life do you really think your life is going to change for forever in in that time no it will change but you got to keep doing it, which mm. is very frustrating. I think that's what's, what's hard to try and get across to people. It's like, what you're doing now isn't just for now. It's for ever. Are you ready to invest in the best eight-week challenge, but it's on repeat for the rest of your life? Yeah, eight-week challenge, 
forever (laughs) oh my god no and that's why I always say to people you know less is more less is more so that lady that you said oh I'm gonna put it on hold and start in January I would have just well you probably did do this but I would have just looked at the program been like right so at the moment you're doing three uh, strength sessions and one uh, cardio session I'm gonna take a strength session out gonna make one of the strength sessions half the time um, and then I'm gonna we're just going to carry on, but you've got less to think about. So you're still going to be doing something in the background, but you're not going to be doing as much. So it won't take you as much time. It won't take as much headspace, but you're still going to continue. Yeah, did it. Yeah, it's one of those things and it's just, it just wasn't the right time. And realistically, she she is a very, very busy lady, 100%. But we went through her priorities. And at this moment in time, her health and fitness, like we spoke about before, wasn't even in the top five. So oh, right. it wasn't going to be putting it anywhere in there because it was just like that. But it's like, in some instances, like I've got a client at the moment who I've had her going for a 30-minute walk every day because that's all she can mentally and physically commit to at the moment again because she works ridiculous hours the whole idea of doing a workout was stressing her out so it's like okay let's take a step back and then what happened this week in check-in she came to me and was like I'm ready to get back to the workouts now great there you go would that happen in an eight weeks challenge no No. you're panicking that you after a week off you would think you failed and you would stop exactly and that's why if you want to be healthy in 20 years those things are literally pointless because you're not factoring in that time for a busy week or um, loads of birthdays or a wedding or whatever. You're not, you're you're just factoring in as if you're going to be tunnel vision in that eight weeks, like I did a few years ago, just to, just to experience it. So I could advise people against it. And I do advise people against it. It was ridiculous. Um, You're not giving yourself time for like, like for example, with your marathon training, when you were moving house and it was all a bit wow for a week, it's like, it's fine because I've already, I've already factored in three weeks for things like this, because guess what? Fitness isn't everything and life happens. Yeah. People are like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm ready to smash it. I'm ready to do this. Fitness, 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 Monday, uh, leg day, Tuesday, this. And it's like, yeah, see how long that lasts. (laughs) Because it works you're not indestructible right you're not indestructible to your health you're not indestructible when it comes to like your job other things are going to take a demand like it's and there's there's an element of it where sometimes I I do reflect on what fitness used to mean to me which was um very much like um if I made an excuse that was me not trying hard enough rather than it, I genuinely just needed a rest day or actually um, like the, the timing of that was just really, really difficult to do. And it's like layer that on top of the fact of, I don't know, say, for example, I don't know, five, six years ago, I missed a, a session because I ran out of time in the day. It got to like nine o'clock at night and I'd only just finished work. And the last thing I could think about is going to the gym. Yeah. Back to that with the fact that maybe in some instances when I lived in Manchester I probably still would have gone to the gym which is tragic but imagine having kids and then telling yourself that you're a bad person because you've not been able to go do I mean like oh I've yeah I've just I'm so weak because I've not been to the gym today when realistically you've had like a 12 or 14 hour day and then you've also got other people and responsibilities in the mix like you cannot 
be the type of person where you're like you just don't want it enough like it's not it's not true like that's a load of all it's like you do want it enough but what you maybe need to get better at is and I always say to my clients is like don't be disappointed on those days where it didn't happen I've got a client who's two weeks in with me and a check in this week she would missed a session on Sunday and she said oh god I'm so so sorry I just like oh god I thought I would have time and then it didn't happen I said but that's good and she was like why is it good I was like because we've learned that that's actually the worst time for you to try and do a workout is on a Sunday afternoon when you're not feeling it so let's bump up to the weekdays where you're feeling more productive and let's try to have this week as like your weekends of a active recovery let's get out for a walk or a bike ride or whatever okay cool yeah I can do that and it teaches you the lessons early on again in an eight-week challenge you haven't got room for error you haven't got room for missing a session or anything like that because all of a sudden you you have that sense of oh failed straight away exactly and like you said like the nine o'clock thing is tragic however if you join one of these things that we're talking about I can almost guarantee you if you're in the Facebook group or um, the Slack or whatever, you know, people have loads of places where they get every, all their clients that are doing it. Mm. If someone posted in that group, such a busy day today, but no excuses. So I went to the gym at nine. You know what you get? Loads of high five emojis. Like, yeah, good work. And it's just like, that's such a toxic environment. That is like tribalism at its best. It's like, um, everyone else is shit look at us we're smashing it it's like yeah you're smashing for eight weeks mate <laughs> good one sorry you go no, I was just saying that like anyone can and can focus on something for eight weeks it's not mm. it's, it's not a skill you've paid for it you'll probably do it because but you know why you're doing it and you know why there's no excuses and why you will go to the gym at 9 p.m because you know it's gonna end Mm. and are you gonna go at 9 p.m in in three years time when you're like hashtag no excuses it's like no because you haven't got fucking fit body with whatever telling you to to, to go to the gym because they want that photo it's like <laughs> sorry literally makes me laugh so much like the way she talks about it makes me just laugh like so bad whatever I know, and like, I, I remember in my email, I put like a, a, I made up a funny fitness Instagram name, and then I searched for it after I sent the email, and it actually existed. I'm like, oh, God, sorry, I didn't mean you. I just meant generic, like random. No one send this to them. <laughs> it is, it, it is really funny, and it's like the motivation thing. It's hard, isn't it? Because um, everyone says that in the beginning, like I'm just not motivated, and and it takes a lot of time to realize that you're not always going to be motivated. You will have waves of motivation for yeah. sure. They come and go, and I even like encourage my clients on a Friday. I kind of try to. I normally go live in my Facebook group and do a little video, which is like, right, what's one thing that you said at the beginning of the week you wanted to try and tick off, and has it kind of dwindled as the week's gone on? Is there anything you can do about it today to like finish finish the day in a positive way rather than being like, ah? because we all get to that point right we have those days where we all go this week's been an absolute write-off my week when I was moving house felt very much like that I had to move things around to to prioritize it and it's not about just throwing in the towel because it's the it's a longer game so it's really easy to do that rather than an eight-week challenge type of thing where you can just go oh it's eight weeks it's a short period when it's a longer game it's a much easier thought process just to go that's it. I'm I'm struggling. I'm gonna I'm gonna pack it in rather than go in. Maybe I have a week off. Maybe 
I dropped that session. Like I had to drop a session. I said, Sash, the other week, I was getting deliveries left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. I had to, um, it was meant, I'd not been at my, my studio space as much, but my priorities were my runs. So I bumped up my runs as my priority and I dropped the session. Did I cry about it? No, I just got on with it because it's ultimately that one session is, and it doesn't happen frequently, but it's also not the end of the world if it does have to kind of move around a little bit. Exactly. And that's why priorities in this are so important. And like you've got a marathon to run. Mm -hmm. So your strength training is there to ensure that you don't hurt yourself, basically. I'm not looking for massive PBs. Or as long as you're you're focusing on certain patterns every week, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, you're you're probably going to progress because your training, your running is aerobic. But when your running starts to get a little harder towards the end, that those strength training sessions are literally just to be so basic like yeah. oh yeah I, I don't it's mindless I just go through it but because it's just there to make sure that you don't hurt yeah, you and the marathon's over you know yeah. it's like people oh yeah but I want to do this like no your priority that's why I have you I have I have a few people that are doing a training for like a, a long running event like oh you know I'm not managed to go up on my deadlift or whatever I'm like so who's got the goal right now what's the point is it, 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 pick your battles like you, you want to run this 5k and you've never run before in your life your priority is to run without dying and without hurting yourself I couldn't give a fuck about your deadlift your deadlift there because you you want to maintain that strength in that bend position otherwise when you finish that run and you want deadlift again you're going to be back to square one yeah you know? so don't think of it like that pick your battles running is your thing yeah, it is. And it, and that comes down to anything, doesn't it? Like looking at your week and you you maybe have to go, well, what's important right now? Mm-hmm. Well, what I've spoken about with my coach is the fact that I should be trying to move at least every day. So if I cannot get to the gym today, can I at least go for a walk on my lunch break? Negotiate with yourself. Start to like talk yourself around rather than it being a very much like an on-off switch of I'm in or I'm out of fitness. It's like, well, no, I'm... I'm in, but it might not be full throttle like everyone thinks it needs to be. It might just be taking a gear back a little bit. Loads of analogies right now. A gear back a little, <laughs> all the analogies. Just, just taking that seat back, like, because ultimately like that that will happen. Like you need to be able to come to terms with the fact that you, your fitness will always be there. And sometimes it will be, feel really strong and prominent. And sometimes it will feel like it's just ticking along, but it's still there. Exactly. And that's, that's the issue with, with the industry selling what they think is fitness when going back to the topic of the podcast, it's like fitness for every single person is, is, is completely different. It's completely Mm. different. Even you and I, your Mm. training and my training is totally different. Your habits throughout the day, your routine, your whatever is totally different to mine. So just saying, oh, you need to have this meal one, meal two, and have this, do this leg day, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what are you, what are you, what's the goal here? Mm. It's like people are just buying into that. I want to be a fitness person. I want to be one of those people that wears uh, Tala and Gymshark and goes down the road and like, oh, you know, everyone's, I'm in my active wear. Oh, it's leg day today. Look at my shaker. Like, oh, I've got my meal with me. And it's like, that's just an identity, identity thing. That's just an ideology thing. It's like, that is what you have to do to to be part of that world when there's plenty of people I know that are super fit and super strong 
who no one even knows they go to the gym. Yeah. Like yeah. Part, it doesn't have to be part of your your identity and part of your even me yeah okay I'm it's my job it's my profession I train but when I'm out with my friends you know what I don't talk about the gym yeah but there's a joke and I know I used to do it Ugh, it makes me cringe but I see all I used to talk about when I used to when I started was the gym in oh, the yeah. it's like oh Sasha what are you doing oh I'm it's leg day oh and everyone like rolled their eyes and it's like yeah I'm not surprised because I made it my identity it was it that's all I had and I think especially when you're young as well you are like searching for that sense of belonging a lot of the time I think that's like why CrossFit was so successful because yeah. you feel like you belong same with the gym like people have that sense of belonging where you don't get that in everyday life Mm-hmm. um so it's like it just makes you feel that you can connect to something you've got something in common with people like I massively believe like over the years like I come from quite a um a, a Catholic Irish family like yeah. my grandma and granddad moved from Ireland to to Lincolnshire like um and it was like we all went to Catholic school and stuff which Matt absolutely rinses me for but um it's like really funny in the sense that I think massively over the years gyms in my eyes probably because I'm in the industry but I feel like they've replaced what churches used to be I don't feel like churches are as popular because it's a place where people can come together and there probably are other examples but that's the way I view it because obviously my head's in that industry it's like a place where people can I don't know just like belong isn't it yeah and that's why I think that the identity thing in life but we won't go into that (laughs) and, and fitness it's, it's, it's not a place you want to be because as you, when you're young and you get into fitness and fitness to you then is changing your body shape, prepping your meals, eating healthier, getting your steps in, doing whatever. And that's fine. That's mm. fine. Because when you're younger, you don't have very many responsibilities. You're probably in a job that you can forget about the minute you leave. Um, at the weekend you're just probably training to be honest if that's the kind of person or you're with your mates or you're, you're talking about fitness you're going you're going to Lululemon like it's like fitness 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 as you get older as two 30 year olds here mm. like you have dis- different responsibilities you have a, a, a relationship that means more to you than the gym and you might be having I mean we're not but you might have kids or you might have been promoted in your job which means that your responsibilities have have suddenly doubled and the gym just goes from top priority top priority top priority because that's your life and it slowly just falls down until you think oh well oh it's like part of your identity has just been ripped out because suddenly your your life is not like that anymore Mm -hmm. that is inevitable when you're in your mid-20s Gymshark is life. Look at my glutes. Oh, my, my waist to hip ratio is good. Blah, blah. When you're 30, Jess, do you know what your waist to hip ratio is? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I also have really bad spatial awareness when it comes to like measurements, which I've very quickly learned while moving house recently. I'm like, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> and I'm like, that does not fit in that space that I thought it would. Exactly. And that's what matters to you. So what, So when you can no longer morph into that identity of fitness 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 you feel like a part of you is gone when really it doesn't have to that's just your choice it's like if you just have fitness like we always say like it's just 
It's just a, a constant variable in the background. It, it's not your life. It's not your identity. It's not your personality. Um, you don't have to change, put fitness in your Instagram handle. You don't have to have a page for it. It's like, it, 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 no one cares. It doesn't matter because in the end of the, all this craziness, like it's just you at the end in 20 years, do you want to have had this massive craze of like identity in your life with fitness or do you want to be in a good place in 20 years when if we're 30, 50, let's say we've got 40 years left of our life. Mm. And I want those 40 years to be not shit. (laughs) 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 And and, and if you have this mental craze and like this extreme fitness stuff in your, in your mid twenties, that it ain't going to last coming from a 30 year old who, and I'm sure my mum or, or someone I call Craig, my coach, who's 41, he's got 10 years on us, who did the exact same thing as we did in their twenties and thirties and realized later that it's even less of a big thing as it, than it was in their thirties. So mm. as you get older, it will become less and less important in an extreme way and more and more important is that I need to do this because I wanna have a nice life for the next 30, 40 years. There's a, there's a big risk as well of ident- like put attaching so much of one thing to your identity as well, isn't there? I think that's, that's always a challenge because if anything, any reason in your life that ever got threatened, for example, God forbid you were unable to work out ever again because something happened, yeah. you, all of a sudden that, that's all you've ever known. And then that's, that's your entire... And, and I think that obviously I think anyone who exercises or whatever would struggle because it's like it's part of your routine or what have you. And I couldn't understand why it's it's so traumatic. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, your only hobby or your only thing that you can talk about or consumes you is that which exactly like Sash says was me 10 years ago. It's all I ever talked about. Fitspo, hashtag Fitspo, hashtag yeah. strong, not skinny, hashtag um, jungle yeah. or whatever it is. I can't remember what the hashtags are. I still have to use hashtags now and it kills me that I have to use them for engagement. Oh. But I'm like, God damn it. Um, yeah, but it's, um, it's, it is, it's like, it, you can't just attach one thing to, to that. You, you're, you're a whole person, you're a whole being. And this is like the whole thing that comes down to when a client come, first comes to you and says, um, I want to change the way that I look. And you have to almost remind them, yeah, okay, of course you can change the way that you look, to a certain extent, through uh, exercise, through managing your diet, those types of things. But unfortunately, <laughs> that's not going to solve all of your world problems because you, the way that you look is a speck of dust in the bunch of atoms that you are as a human being. It's not, it's not the be all and end all. So you can change that, but you still probably might be quite unhappy if you don't address all the other stuff that's going on underneath. Um, and and it, is, it is nice, always nice to see like, when you're working with clients that the realization of that changes over time, which is brilliant. But I would say like I, I've just finished working with a client who's been with me for uh, like 13, 13 months. And she, uh, she's in her fifties. She said to me the other day on the call, she was like, honestly, I feel like I can do it on my own now because I've got to a point where it's just part of my routine. She just come back off holiday. She was like, I'm already psyched up to like, start like doing my own thing. I was like, that's so, so good that you're in that position. 
And she said, but honestly, Jess, I wouldn't have been able to do it any shorter than that time frame with you. She said, because I would have just fallen back into the same mindset of, I need to change my body, I need to change my body, I need to change my body. And she's like, now it's not even about that. It's about like how I feel, how like I've got a sense of purpose. I always talk to my clients about like deep health, which deep health to me is your physical health. Yeah, can you go and lift a certain weight or run a certain distance and feel physically healthy? Of course you can, that's great. What about your relational health? Are you supported by your partner, by your friendships, those type of things? What about your mental health? Obviously that's been a massive big one over the last 18 months like highlighted more than ever what about your emotional health your, your well-being when you actually just get out of bed in the morning like are you aware of how you feel on the inside and then you've got your environmental health whether you work in an environment or not or whether that's at home and you're living in a house of chaos and you're trying to do burpees in a living room that's like the size of your thumb like it's all these different parts and then the last one which I think people forget about is like your existential health which is your sense of purpose to get out of bed with a deeper meaning which isn't just I need to look smaller but instead I want to feel good for the rest of time <laughs> like that's it that's where it's at that's the money shot but it's it, it, it takes time and patience and you won't get that in eight weeks you won't get that in 12 weeks I wouldn't have got that in a year of training I've definitely only, only and this is what excites me about my own health and fitness is I've been doing this 10 years and I'm like, oh my God, what I've learned in 10 years. What else can I learn in 10 years? Exactly. No, I love that. Very good little speech there, Jess. I, I actually am running for Prime Minister. Okay. I think that, <laughs> look, that, that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> what were we, we talking about identity and stuff, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. how it's not the be all and end all, like when it comes to your fitness. It depends where you're coming at from when you're listening to this, where you are in your journey. Do you find that, I know we have quite a lot of people, PTs and stuff, and people who are avid, avid fitness, uh, I don't know, followers, fitness. fitness fans. I mean, you, don't, you don't have to, like, obviously we're saying fitness doesn't have to be your identity, and I wouldn't recommend it as someone who did it. Um, but you don't, like I said in an email the other day, and I, and I think my coach said to me yesterday, he was like, oh, you said you weren't a fitness person. He's like, what, what do you mean by that? And I was like, I didn't mean that as in, I meant that as in, I am not a fitness person like I used to be when everything in my life was revolved around fitness. But then he said, which I, which I really liked, I said, I said, are you a fitness person? And he was like, yes, but this is someone who's been a coach for 15, 20 years. I am a fitness person, but I'm not what a fitness person, what you'd think one was. He was like, I just see everything in the world through a fitness lens. And I was like, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, it's like everything, uh, obviously with coaching and stuff, I don't think about, even he thinks about this less than we do, like uh, leg day, blah, 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 uh, protein shakes, uh, like Dan always jokes, like, oh, are you having protein pancakes? Like a joke, so it's like a fitness thing, you know, like the mach machoism and, and all that. And he's like, no, I just see it through a fitness lens, which makes me a fitness person because everyone sees things through a different lens. And I was like, that, yeah, I think. I think that's what I've turned into without realizing it. And I've just left all that stuff behind. And now I just, I, I say more like a health lens is that I see most things now through a, a health lens than like sleep. I think it's, it's so important to me because I know how important it is. And once I know something about health, I can't unsee it yeah yeah no I can't like it's it's in my head like same with fitness and training like when I got into the 
endurance lens and I was just thinking about like endurance training all the time once I learn about what you shouldn't be doing if you want to be able to do something for a long time I that's in there now I can't I can't you, see it yeah it's like when you see an awful video and you're like I can't see it and and now we talk about transformation stuff a lot it's like now I understand fitness obviously I've got a lot more to learn as, as we all have but I can't now I know what goes on and why they do it and what the purpose of it is. I can't physically ever say that it's a good thing because I can't, it, it, I can't unsee all those things and all the people I've spoken to who have come from something like that that are in a worse position. And I'm like, I can't unsee that now. Yeah. Does, it mean, does it mean if I'm not a fitness person, does it mean fitness isn't a priority? Of course not. It just means that fitness to me is what fitness is to what I want it to be for my clients in the future just something that doesn't take over my thoughts and doesn't take over my brain but something that is just there because I want to live a nice life and there's mm. something we can't control I don't know you know getting ill or, or, or falling over breaking your leg or whatever but it's like I can't there's nothing I can do about that what I can do is make sure that all the stuff that is up to me I do you know mm. It's, yeah it's and it's weird isn't it because you said about like what you know now about the eight week thing and yeah. it's like people people are aware of it to a certain extent maybe not to the deep depths of the scientific element of it but they're aware of the harm mm-hmm. but they still do it anyway it's a little bit like packets of cigarettes still come with a label on them of what minging photos of what they do to your body but we still do it anyway it's like we're all we're all just a bit ah, what's it matter? Like, it's fine. Like, oh, it doesn't, well, it's only, well, it's only eight weeks and then it's only another eight weeks next year and it's only another eight weeks the year after that. Exactly. It's like, what does that matter? And it's like, if you think about what that's doing to you physically and mentally time and time again, one, if you're happy to do that, rather you than me. But also, also, like the financial element of it, I would much rather be able to know what I'm doing. Me and Matt was on about it uh, last night. So we were putting up a blind in our house that we needed to put up and uh, we quickly nipped to B&Q before it shut and we got a drill bit because you needed a different drill bit. And I was like, isn't it funny that you just went into B&Q and you were able to buy that set drill bit because you knew which one you wanted? And he was like, well, yeah, I just like researched it because I needed it. And I was like, so good now that we have got the tools available to be able to know exactly what we need and when we need it so like I was like can you imagine 30 years ago you needing to know what drill bit you needed before the internet you would have been like oh my god like confused as hell going into B&Q like trying to find that out and I was like realistically now and I said this to him when we were driving back I was like isn't it weird that we all have all the resources that we would ever want because of the internet to learn whatever we would like and yeah there is a lot of confusion out there but if you spent time and energy you could become an expert in anything that you wanted to. Your finances, I spoke to Matt about like, um, Matt's really got into golf over the last couple of years and he watches so much YouTube. He's constantly, constantly like learning, even though he just, he enjoys it. He's like always watching stuff. And I was like, DIY the same. You could learn whatever trade you wanted to. And yet we don't. And we are happy to- Mindlessly follow something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's lazy, to be honest. (laughs) We're all so lazy. (laughs) There's nothing more satisfying to me than 
like endurance or like obviously as, as we know like I like the finance stuff but it all comes from a problem right um I felt my my weakness as a coach was uh training people for endurance you know why because when I was a fitness person in quote marks I always thought cardio was pointless and there was jokes and memes about like oh why would you run on a treadmill when you can deadlift and blah blah so I was like endurance so when I got into individual coaching and a client came to me a few years ago like oh so I've got this um uh I'm doing a half marathon in in a year and I need help with it I'm like oh yeah because fitness is a different thing for everyone so this person fitness to them is running this half marathon I don't know fucking out what to do I was like and but at the time it was a few years ago I probably needed the work I was like yeah sure I can help you with that so what did I do yeah you have the resources to be a pro at something without quality like the level three PT it's just a level all the levels yeah the level three PT you could find on Google. Yeah, exactly. You can literally, it's just a tick to so you can legally train someone, right? But I know more about endurance than I maybe um, do about uh, sprinting and, and, and that kind of more athletic anaerobic stuff. Am I a pro? No, obviously I'm not, but I know a lot. But have I got a qualification? No, I just, I have managed to get there because of my own curiosity and because I need to know it for work and people will you know and when you're into it like you are into it or I've got another I've got two other clients who are doing a lot of distance that have actually got into it now and now they're sending me articles and they're sending me stuff and they're like oh have you seen this and I'm like yeah yeah this that's to do with this blah blah blah. and that's the reason we're not doing that and it's like I've just been able to do that through my own curiosity and we all can do that. So people that go for these transformations and, and, and fitness identities and I want to do this and I want to do this, it's confirmation bias, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, I want to do this. So I'm going to look for everything on the internet that says it's a good idea just to confirm in my own head that it makes sense. When in reality, what you should do in that position is look for everything that's ever gone wrong. Mm-hmm always look for the opposing view if you hate someone like I always say like someone replied to my email saying that their dad hated Donald Trump so much that they read his uh, his book because they were like why do I hate this person and I was like that's so good because most people be like they hear one bad thing from someone and suddenly they hate them and they think that they should be in prison it's like okay but I'm not by the way I'm not saying I like Donald Trump yeah. but um, I'm just saying that we automatically hate things for no reason it's like I don't like these transformations because I know what they involve I didn't just see it and be like oh no I hate it it's like no always look for like I like the stock market so I researched all the crashes that have happened over the last hundred years to know what could possibly go wrong you know it's like those things like what could go wrong CrossFit everyone loved it everyone was literally like obsessed with it so I was like what's the bad things about CrossFit (laughs) because if I just looked at the good stuff I probably would have gone down that road and I almost did yeah I was, I was loving it and then I was like hmm there's something not right about this I don't like it <laughs> now I think if you want to do it it's fine but it is a sport so it's, it's totally different and I just think you have to know and be willing to research into things to do with fitness that you don't necessarily agree with mm. Yeah, we we do all have so many biases when it comes to stuff, don't we? We we like 
and it, it's it, Sasha and I as well it's like a it's a daily practice for us mm-hmm. when someone comes to us and says something that we're like in our heart of hearts we know isn't what we like but the best thing that you can do as a coach is stay curious and be like so <laughs> let's talk about why that you think that's good let's talk about a couple of other things of maybe some research that's been found and like it's it's about just kind of like asking the right questions but also supporting your points with relevant information I saw um, a, a girl who I followed the other day is a nutritionist and she basically put up a post saying um, you can't say that you've done some research on something because you've read one or two articles that doesn't count it needs to be like in I feel like the nutrition industry she was talking about um, and she was saying uh, in regards to people who say based on research and then they've just like put up a post and it's like, well, no, you need to go into the depths to be able to talk about something as, as scientific as nutrition, as, as scientific as health and fitness or whatever. It's like you need to be able to go into it a little bit more. Um, and it's a little bit like I've had people mention in the past about like keto, for example, and it's like my thoughts on it are it's just another diet that people feel like they need to do to associate to to, to almost kind of tick the box of I'm part of something I'm doing something about it rather than a more well-balanced approach Mm -hmm. but it's like reminding people of what research have you done into it like have you spoken to the, the yeah exactly the client that I had was a diabetic and she was like yeah I think and I was like, I think I'm just going to do it. And I was like, I, I really, really recommend that you speak to your diabetic nurse. I really do. And then, yeah. And then I was like, and I really recommend from there you speak to a nutritionist because it like, from my understanding, it's a lot more in depth than just, I'm going to do it. Especially when you're risking with playing around with something like diabetes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And that's why these evidence-based, which is now a different identity, um oh I'm an evidence-based coach people what do you see think when you see that oh this person is a scientist they they read their research do they fuck they went on they went on PubMed and read an abstract that's mm. what they did which is basic an abstract is basically like oh this this paper is 5,000 words but mm. this abstract is 200 words it basically tells you the main findings yeah they don't know how to read research but again it's something they can put in their bio oh yeah i'm evidence-based it's like okay evidence-based with fat loss okay have you read the evidence or have you quote unquote read the evidence about how dieting can really negatively impact someone's mental health and how yo-yo dieting is actually very bad for you and changing weight all the time so going through these dieting and weight gain phases is actually really bad for you no 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 you haven't read that you've just read that calories in calories out energy expenditure tdee uh, macros blah blah it's like if you're going to advertise yourself as an evidence-based coach you need to read all the evidence not just the yeah. evidence that that supports your your narrative in your own fitness it's mm-hmm. like come on now we're better than that but yeah. again, not saying anything about people in their 20s but it's usually the younger coaches who have just seen this like oh Ben Carpenter and Sohee Lee seem to do seem to be doing really well with the evidence-based stuff. Yeah, they're both they both got PhDs. <laughs> they they actually know this because it's their job. You've got level three. Find your own way in fitness. Find your own find your own voice because copying someone else's voice will last for a, a bit. Yeah. Oh, I like what they're doing, so I'm just going to kind of um, use their stuff in my own words because I really yeah. Like, yeah that won't last. Yeah. It's, it's just not genuine, is it? Mm-hmm. 
people see through it as well like people see through what's what's true to them and what's not I think in the beginning as a coach as well what's really hard is finding your voice that's a really so hard but so important right and it takes a lot of practice and there'll be things that you do wrong that's normal there's still things that Sasha and I will probably do wrong over the years but it's like you've got to learn like with your health and fitness you learn from your mistakes yeah I did something wrong the other day (laughs) welcome to the world I do stuff wrong all the time actually yeah we're not coaches aren't like perfect as a reminder no and that's and like they they always say like the minute you say that you are a coach and you qualify as a coach is the day that you become a student for the rest of your life because Mm. there's so much stuff out there and then so if you are looking if you are you listeners are looking for someone and someone promises you the world and they promise you the answer red flag (laughs) red flag because we don't know the answer yet and that's why I always say to someone in the first three months like in the first three months we we might be doing something completely different at the end than we are at the beginning because we don't know I, I can't I, I can't make a decision on your health and your life and your fitness in three months it's impossible you know so that's why you just have to make it clear and, just, and again communication my coach always says more dialogue less monologue messaging back and forth is just have a just chat because that's where the, that's where you find the answer if there is one but mm-hmm. just messaging back like at the moment like on Instagram the Tilly Ramsey thing uh, my coach mentioned like James Smith is doing this Dr Josh who who basically fought against him is is posting and it's like mate you can you can do this until the cows come home are you going to post and argue or are you just going to fucking call each other up yeah and actually and then leave it there but no because what is it it's attention it's engagement it's like oh look I'll look at this screenshot I wrote about this oh poor Tilly Ramsey she can speak for herself for starters yeah like oh I was called chubby at school it's like oh how can I make this about me yeah it's not about (laughs) you stop posting and call Dr Josh up and have a conversation with him instead of of messaging back and forth without tagging each other it's like is this what we're doing like it's just a fight for attention it's a fight for spotlight it's just a fight for it's just needing that engagement because that's where you get your dopamine hit wow I went in on one again there (laughs) (laughs) honestly I'm on one today however I have a personal training session in six minutes and I need a wee (laughs) (laughs) um good one today good chat good good as always a bit intense at times for me I'll admit <laughs> <laughs> so she's got her hands on her head as well it's a very stressful situation good pod good pod uh, me and Sasha are also gonna meet up soon and potentially film a pod so if you are a fan of watching podcasts on the background while you're cooking your tea in YouTube whatever yeah. give us a little shout about what your thoughts and feelings are um, and as always please share subscribe tell yeah. us how you feel about everything because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, sometimes <laughs> we put the, the the pod on our story and then because we get it's wet you know we're busy and we get sucked off like, I forget to get, <laughs> get, <laughs> we get sucked into work and we have to go off and we're busy like I, I forget to keep advertising it mm. um, so yeah you guys could do that for us as well that'd be grand <laughs> yeah, yeah so if you could basically do that <laughs> that'd be great no, we, we, we appreciate it we massively appreciate it thanks guys and yes so much everyone and we'll see you next week yes see you next week guys